Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Hello and welcome to the Weekend Review Show. Well, kind of Weekend Review after this. All things non-Premier League this week. But I'm your host Ali and joining me as always I have Mr Black and Mr O'Regan. How are we fellas? Not too bad, thanks. Uh, better than normal. No Premier League games, no losses. That's only positives for me this week. <laughs> um, I mean, the only bit of news we really have for the Premier League with no games, um, we'll just go straight in it. Obviously, coming out tonight that Man City are not renewing Sergio Aguero's contract. A big loss for the Premier League, but it's big shoes for City to fill, Dave. Yeah, I think we called a few weeks ago, didn't we, when you know, Aguero can't get on the pitch when City are chasing games. I think it was... The writing's been on the wall for a little bit of a little bit of time now, but it's an end of an era for them really. Um he's she's been a, a brilliant player, probably in the top five feminine players of certainly my lifetime, probably probably all time really. Um I think uh, he has got big shoes to fill. I mean they haven't exactly struggled without him this season. Um and I think it just probably paves the way for Man City to go and spend big bucks on on Holland or um Plan B, which seems to be the cacker, bizarrely, but I mean, let's be honest, they'll be fine either way, won't they? So it's uh, it's probably the right time for them to go. Yeah, I mean, as, as you said, Simon, no, it's not really a big shock. I think we, we called it, and I fairly imagine it's only going to be like a, a PSG or a Barcelona next, but I mean, where does Aguero stand for you in the, the Premier League standards? Um, right up there, I kind of, as you said, I don't think any of us are really surprised, but um. Yeah, he can't be underestimated what he's done for City over the years. And he's probably the last one of, when you think of that sort of major spine, you had like Company, Torre, Silva, Aguero, who really sort of changed that club. Last one of them to go, so it's sad. In terms of where he stands, I'd probably say you've got to have him right up there as one of the best strikers to play in the league. You know, obviously you, you look at Shearer with the records, Thierry Henry. I'd, I'd say you'd have to have Aguero yeah, right up there in that conversation. He's just been unbelievable, even though sort of every season he always seemed to get an injury that sort of kept him out of the team for a while, but he'd still his numbers that he'd, he'd score each year were pretty impressive. So I, they will miss him. I mean, obviously, like you said, this season, it's not like they've struggled, but they'll, uh, I, I think we kind of all will expect them this summer to, to go all out and get a, a real big-name striker in to fill those shoes and, and be the main man for the next sort of few years. Yeah, both, both summed up very well. I think what he's done for City, he has to go down as City's probably best of a player. Um, their most successful period you know, of their life, their, their history as such. Um, I mean, they get they get a lot of stick for I mean, I think they announced tonight that they're creating a outside the ground for them. Um, <laughs> maybe sums up the history more than anything else but bearing in mind their, their short success spell it, it, it is well deserved as yeah, you mentioned Dave that spine um, of the of the foreign imports um, for me Aguero's the best striker in the Premier League I know Dave you'll have Tira there uh, I, I just Aguero was just he, he was everything to them and I know you I, I know what you mean that Man City as a whole won't miss him like the, they've done so well without him, but just I don't know. Just so many moments that he's provided for them the trophies, and that final day of the season against QPR, I think that'll go down in 
that'll go down in history as one of the greatest season enders of all time. I think that's probably the the best Premier League moment ever, really. Um, certainly from a from a neutral point of view, um, I don't think you can get much better than win the league with pretty much the last last kick of the season. I think that's you know it's proper comic book comic book stuff, isn't it? The best part of that. Mario Balotelli's only Premier League assist that season. <laughs> <laughs> lying, on, lying on his arse. <laughs> the ball um, yeah, just as you, like, you both said, look, it'll be sad to see him go, but um, it'll be interesting to see where he goes next. As I say, I, I, I can see Messi having a massive part to play in and where he ends up. Um, whether whether Barcelona can afford him um, is, a, is a different attribute, but yeah, we'll we'll see. Um, so this weekend was taken up by international football. Um, one who, if anybody knows me, will tell I do not give a flying f about. Um, but I decided to to keep an eye on results, and obviously you boys both had your your England pictures. Um, I'll, I'll run through the, the the home nations scores. Really, um, Scotland with two draws. Uh, a John McGinn overhead kick, Simon, which you would have been pleased with. Yeah, it wasn't bad. <laughs> yeah, and then in the second game, a Ryan Fraser goal. So both both you boys um, contributing towards my country getting two points. That's been like a win for me this weekend. <laughs> uh, I, I mean, we'll, we'll save England till last, boys, because I mean, you can talk more in detail. But Republic Ireland with two games, a, a three a three two loss and a one loss, um, and then Wales um, taking a bit of pasting from from Belgium, although not really embarrassing. Belgium are. I don't know if they're still world number one, but they're they're right up there. Um, and then England boys, so a five 0 win and a two 0 win. Um, fairly comfortable games, I assume. Watching for both years. Comfortable, dull. Choose your choose your words, really. The San the San Reno game was it, is, it always will be pointless, won't it? I mean, I know there's been a lot of discussion about pre-qualifying and stuff, but for some nations like you know like Malta got a draw with Slovenia and uh, you know the Pharaohs briefly led Austria this kind of thing but there's like there's like a different level of crap nation and San Marino are right right at the bottom of the pile like can you really call it elite sport when you're playing against a postman like I just don't think it's I just, just it's just a total waste of time isn't it um, I mean obviously we won we only, we only won 5-0 we had like 32 shots Lingard had 10 shots on his own um I mean, for one, but everyone is going to beat them. They're going to end up with a minus, probably a minus 60 goal difference. Yeah, this, this, yeah, exactly. Um, I mean, it's why, if you look at the League Cup, it's why the big clubs don't come in until later rounds as well. Possibly. I mean, some of those clubs who enter in round one of the League Cup would beat San Marino. Um, <laughs> I don't know. I, I, I get that they've got to try and progress and playing against better nations are going to do that, but they, they just put everyone behind the ball. And it's just a you may as well just get ten cones and just just position them like between in your own half. Like it's it's just not a it's not a contest. It's uh, and I'm I don't know what Samino would think about it because they can't enjoy getting watching their their players get gubbed six seven. By better nations, sometimes more than that. Like, is it worth it for that one moment where you score consolation and eight-one defeat? Like, probably not. Like, I, I just, I just don't get it. Like, they're never ever going to improve. Either. They never have. They never have improved. 
But on the flip side, you look at someone like Luxembourg, who are generally getting a bit better. Do we just give them a bit more time? Are we saying that in like 10 years' time, a San Marino are going to beat Ireland 1 0? Probably not. <laughs> wrong, wrong example there, but you're right. It's, it is one of those touchy subjects. I mean, Chris from the, the Fosdy show got a bit sensitive with Gary Lineker's tweet, and as you say, we can understand the the nightmarish logistics coming from it. But there's nobody in that England cap that took that game serious. Like nobody can tell me they did. As you say, 32 shots and only scoring five. How many of the shots were probably like half-assed almost? It was just like, you know, like barring Harry Kane, let's be honest, probably none of them wanted to be on the park. <laughs> just because he could tally up records. But it's just, I mean, anybody who's played football, I mean, even for you guys, when, when you play against, you know, that team who are terrible, it, it, it's, it isn't fun. You know, it's maybe fun for the first 20 minutes till you get two, three goals, and then it's like, Everyone starts making like stupid decisions where left backs trying to run the whole field with the ball and nobody ever passes and you feel it gets like that at an international level as well. Do you reckon if man on the post made an eleven, would we give San Marino a game? <laughs> uh, I don't know. It could, could be interesting. I mean, it would be embarrassing to lose in in a sense, wouldn't it? Because we all just think they're a bit of a joke. <laughs> Give us, <laughs> give us time to get fit. Oh, yeah, I'm, I'm talking like mini documentary series about this. Like I'm talking, you know, like a Mark Wright or Crawley type gig where we all, you know, actually took it seriously and got. Let's assume we had six months to prepare for this match. Yeah, I think we beat them. Well, we, we need to make this happen somehow. <laughs> right, as of nine a.m. tomorrow morning, I am sending an email. To the San Marino FA, see if we can set up. Well, the thing is, they would probably make more money and enjoy it more by playing random exhibitions like that. You know, like you can hire old celebrity footballers to play. <laughs> yeah. Like they would probably make more than being like, a, "Can you beat the worst team in the world?" They should make a series about this. They go should. all amateurs, huh? and let's see how high a level they get. To get beat, it was like when the you know the schoolboys under fifteen schoolboys beat the, the US women's national team. Like that's I, thought you're say, I thought you were going to say it was like the time when like Robbie Kane and uh, and Steven Gerrard played against a hundred school kids. Like I thought you were going yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, like to that. You see the equivalent of the fifteen-year-old schoolboys beating a, a you know the US women's national team. You know, it's, there's levels to the game. Well, I mean, I've probably been very disrespectful of San Marino, but they're just like, of all the European nations, like, like Gibraltar became a nation, what, two or three years ago? Maybe a bit longer? And they've already surpassed San Marino. Yeah, I mean, what, like, we probably are, as you say, we've probably been a bit disrespectful. I mean, time jumping this too, you've been fairly quiet here, but mm. what is the San Marino? Like, what is their. All their players, I assume, are all part-time with full-time jobs. I, I, have, I have a friend who qualifies for a really rubbish nation. I can't remember who it is. And he once like sent a, sent a video to their FA. <laughs> he never got back to it, funnily enough. But he, he qualifies for some random family member. I don't know how. 
Um, but it was like, I've, I've got a feeling it could be San Marino now we mentioned it. I'm going to send a message as Simon talks. But I mean, where do they go? Because they, you know, they have no players playing in in professional leagues. Is it is it fair to you know almost kick them out and not have them included? Um, yeah, I mean, you, you sort of say what do they enjoy it? I think it's. You know, when they're playing sort of other crap teams and losing, I'm sure that's not fun. But, like, if I had the opportunity to play against some of the best, or, you know, arguably some of the best players in the world, you know, top players who are playing in the Premier League week in, week out, I'd want to do that, even if you did get a bit of a drubbing at the end of it. So, yeah, yeah, I think it would be unfair to just sort of say to them, you you can't take part in this. I think the whole idea of pre-qualifiers, if they decide that they want to do that, then, you know, that's by all means, that's fair enough. But I don't think it's it's right for other people to tell them you've got to sort of go through that process. And in terms of um, you saying you don't think any England players wanted to be on that pitch, I think uh, my boy Ollie Watkins was uh, was pretty happy to, to get on and, and get his goal. So, um that that was the only thing that I sort of really enjoyed from it that that he got him on the scores, but um, yeah, like the game the game itself, obviously we're, we're going to win, but yeah, I, I, I think from the San Marino players' point of view, I, I'd say there's an element of them that that just do enjoy the fact that they can actually go on and play against these sort of players. Yeah, it's, it's like there's no there's no right or wrong answer here. Um, it just isn't enjoyable for the for the viewer. Uh, Might be different for for their fans. Who was your second game against? Oh, Aldania. I, I, for some reason, it's not showing up on my phone. Um, was it? I mean, only two 0 scoreline. Was it more competitive, or was it just that England did what they needed to do and kind of got off the park? Yeah, they just yeah ground out really. I mean, it wasn't. Wasn't entertaining to watch. What what annoyed me was we're playing against a team that were very unlikely to really threaten going forwards, but they were quite well organised and sort of sat quite deep. So I thought the decision to play two holding midfielders against them was just ridiculous because you just you take away an element of creativity in that midfield. Um, I think once we got the goal. We did look a bit better. The second half was a better, uh, you know, slightly improved performance. Uh, we were always going to win the game. It just just wasn't great to watch again. But a lot of these games aren't, to be fair. Yeah, it was just a typical heavy pitch. Um, some tough tackling defending from Albania, which got them, I think, got three cards at the end, but it probably could have been more. Um, Kane took his goal well. Actually, Mason Mount took his goal well, but I felt like it probably should have been more, to be honest. But again, it doesn't really matter, does it? Got the points. Move on. Mm. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. I think we'll um, we'll leave the international talk in here. That's, that's more than more than I can handle. Um, so, Dave, you came <coughs> up with a little plan um, and introduced a little predictor for the games between now and the end of the season. I assume you filled out the games that were missing from season as well? Yes, although it took me an embarrassing amount of time to realise why I was a game short for a couple of teams. 
Right. So, Dave, since you come up with your idea, um, talk us through your the way your Premier League finished, um, and if there's any standout games you can remember, which I can't for mine, so it'll just be the table for me. Um, uh, how is your table finished? So what I've done is I've done my predictions, and then I've also put a little tally on of how many points I've got the teams getting, so I can see who I've predicted to have a good run in and who can have a bad run in. Um, so unsurprisingly, and I realise this in hindsight, I've been very, very generous to some teams and very harsh on other teams. So, for example, uh, I have Man City winning all of their remaining games <laughs> to finish top of the table with 95 points. Probably a bit, a bit overkill there. Uh, second, uh, I've got Leicester, 76 points, uh, which is 20 points from the remaining 24 available. Again, probably a bit optimistic. Um, then we've got Man United in third, 73. Um, Chelsea and Liverpool finished both on 71. Um, Chelsea have got a goal difference, which is slightly better than Liverpool's, but it was pretty tight. Uh, and then one point further back, we've got Tottenham in sixth, who, again, I think I might have been very generous to. Uh, and then in seventh, we had Arsenal with 63. And again, they've got 21 points from potential... 24 something available that's that's probably unlikely so that's that's my top seven which is pretty much the top seven you'd expect which is disappointing but that's what i came up with and just before we we move on to simon what about your relegation which obviously is the important bit for yourself yeah so i had Sheffield united and west brom getting no more points which again probably a bit harsh uh, and then I had Fulham on 31, and I had us on 34. And that's us getting six points and them getting five points. I put our last game of the season down as a draw because I, I, I can't, I, I don't even want to think about that. Um, so yeah, like even, I can call this thing quite optimistic because even if we're as bad as I think we're going to be, and which is picking up a win against Sheffield United and draws against Burnley, Fulham and West Ham, um, I still don't see Fulham passing us. And that's with them beating Burnley and drawn, drawn with ourselves and Wolves. So, so there you go. Yeah, and Simon, what about for yourself? Uh, so, slightly different top four. Um, no surprise, I've got Man City winning the league. Uh, I'm 93 points. I think I've got them to draw one of their last games. I can't remember who that was against. Uh, I've got Man U in second on 82 points. And then I've got Leicester and Chelsea both on 73 points with Leicester in third on goal difference. Um, West Ham, I've got in fifth, finishing on 69 points. Liverpool just behind them in sixth on 68. Spurs in seventh on 66. So that was my top seven. Excellent. Well, Dave, I'm not quite as organised as you, so I've been trying to do this on the fly. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I don't know if one of you want to bring up the current table, and we can work out my rough point that I've given them. Um, so I have City in first place uh, with 91 points, so 20 points from the remaining eight. Um, I don't know where I gave them. I have a feeling I'd Leicester beaten them, or Leicester drawn with them in one of the games. Um I have Chelsea in second, which I predicted, uh, with 70 points. So that's uh, another 19 points. Uh, yep, that's right. Yep. In the games. I have Leicester 
um, in third with 70 points as well. Uh, obviously losing out on goal difference. Quite a lot of goals for us, actually. I've got them uh, eight goal difference for there. Um, so that'll be a... It's 14 points from nine games for them. 14, which, to be fair, is very Brendan Rodgers-ish. Uh, <laughs> and where I, I see I've got very carried away, because Liverpool have sneaked into the top four. Four of mine. Um, and I didn't think I'd been... I drew quite a lot of games, I felt. Uh, but 69 points for Liverpool, uh, which is 23 points from from, yeah. the, from the last night. Well, something else I took from this is that Liverpool's running is uh, is really kind. Like there's not an awful lot of nasty games in there for yourselves. United are the only teams who yeah. are you know up there. Um, I did deliberately give us a, a 6-2 win against Aston Villa because <laughs> um, just because. Um, so that was for strangely Spurs finished fifth in mine uh, with 66 points um, United also in 66 but 6 goals worse off and then Everton and West Ham on 63 and 60 which uh, I don't know how United are dropping down so low I have clearly been very biased in some of those closer games but I just feel luck has to run out for them um, so how, many, how many points have you got my night finishing on? 66 So you think they're going to win three of the remaining nine games? Yes <laughs> Well yeah, that's, there's, there's no bias in there at all <laughs> <laughs> I have, How many points are ever on? Have I been nice to them? So the, the men are on 46 What have you got them finished on? 47 Well, 63 <laughs> So I've, I've been nicer to Everton than I have been to Man United right. I mean, that's, uh, uh, Can you return that? Yeah, so at the bottom of the table, I have Sheffield United gaining one more point. I have mm. finished on 15. Uh, West Bromwich Albion on 20 points, so they gained two points. Um, I have Fulham finishing <coughs> on... Dave, you will be pleased to know, I have Fulham finishing on 27 points. Wow. Point, and I, I'm pretty sure I gave that as a draw with you guys on the last game of the season. The... So you've obviously had the same feelings as me that everyone of games is really not that nice. Um, I know ours isn't great, but theirs isn't exactly lovely, and uh, that fills me with joy. Well, well, on that note, I have <laughs> Newcastle still finishing 17th, just that last place, but I have them get 38 points, 10 points between now and the end of the season. Christ. Well, <laughs> Sorry, how did you have the bottom, uh, the bottom four, five shaving up? Uh, difference to both of you. I've I've got West Brom finishing bottom of the table uh, on on nineteen points. Um, Sheffield United nineteenth on twenty one, and I have Newcastle in eighteenth on thirty one. Fulham 17th on 33. So it was, in my way, it was uh, going down to that last game and I had Fulham to win it. Well, I mean, you might end up being right yet. That last that last game could be a shootout in many ways, couldn't it? Yeah. I think we've all agreed on that one. Um, I did put out to the boss and a few of our listeners, although only one listener got back to me. Um, not that I'm better here. So the boss has predicted, no surprise, Man City top of the league. With 89, um, Leicester with 77 in second, Man United in third with 75, 
Chelsea rounded up the top four with 69. Uh, West Ham, Liverpool, Everton, just for um, for top seven sake. And then down the bottom, he has Sheffield United with 16 points. I think they gained two points from yeah from them. Uh, West Brom on 21. Fulham on 32. And then Brighton on 34. And Newcastle keep up a place to 38. I will also add, he, he has Leeds finish against, finishing ahead of Aston Villa, Simon. What a surprise. <laughs> <laughs> and then, last but not least, we'll give him a shout-out, uh, since he went to the effort of doing it, uh, Mr Guy Drinkle, who's been a, a guest before on Pieces of Me and uh, the Midweek Show with me and Simon last season. He had Man City finishing top with 91 points, uh, Man United second with 75, Leicester and Chelsea's, Literally equal goal difference, so I don't know what it's come down to there. Both with 72. Liverpool missing out on in fifth with 67. Spurs, West Ham, Arsenal. Everton dropping right down. He also has leads ahead of Villa, just saying. Um, and then the bottom, Sheffield United, West Brom and Fulham. So Dave, did you have Newcastle going down, Simon? I did, yeah. So we'll kick Simon off next week, Dave. <laughs> Maybe it's just them. Maybe he's just the biggest realist of us all, but um, no, I mean, I, I say I, I, did, I did our results and thought, well, I haven't exactly been overly generous to us, giving us a massive six points, one, one win from our remaining uh, eight games, nine games rather, and um, still enough to keep us up, which is nice to know. Yeah. I mean, but, but, I mean if that series of results happens, it means we'll have won three in 29 so, we deserve to go down. I think what we'll do is we will, I will get you guys to send me your final tables um, and we will post them out on the on the Twitter universe and then we'll see how it comes at the end of the season, see how, how many points we were out by. Hmm. Well, as long as, as long as we finish 17th or higher, I'm alright with that. Don't care about the rest. <laughs> at this stage, no, not in the slightest. <laughs> On on the next topic of predicting, um, we will go to the betting corner segment, where our predicting is awful. So, Simon this week had Sweden to beat Georgia, Norway to beat Gibraltar, Poland to beat Hungary, and Scotland to beat Austria. No, Scotland to draw with Austria. And Poland let you down, Simon, I'm afraid. Uh, you can never trust them, can you? I thought Lewandowski was going to do me a favour, but... Oh well. <laughs> well. He's injured himself trying on the plus side. So. Oh no, yeah, I was quite happy to say that. <laughs> um, and then speaking about teams letting you down, Dave. Mm. So, Czech, Estonia, France, Ukraine, Serbia, Ireland, Spain, Greece, Sweden, Georgia, Germany, Iceland, Italy, Northern Ireland. You'd think the two that have let you down were pretty much the bankers here, but France drew with Ukraine and Spain drew with Greece, Dave. I know, at home as well. Like, yeah. Uh, <laughs> wasn't wasn't that France one like the first night as well? So like straight oh, yeah. away, that was just all yeah. This, this minimal enjoyment for me, so I just get it done. Just get it done and dusted early doors. <laughs> uh, and um, unfortunately, I done no better. Uh, with Bristol Rovers against Sunderland, Peterborough game, Cowdenbeath game, and Hearts all to be over two and a half goals. Hearts drew one. No, Cowdenbeath drew one one. And Bristol Rovers lost 1-0 to Sunderland of all teams, Dave. How dare they? Uh, 
Never ends with a pause, does it? <laughs> yes. So, anyway, let's um, try and do a little better this week. One of us. Maybe come close. Um, we're back to league fixtures, I assume, both chaps. Well, I'm, t- I'm telling you now, I'm, I've, gone, I've gone home and abroad, and this time it's it's we're going to win. Right. What have we got? Right. Those three famous words. Seven, fold, accumulator, right? Ooh. Chelsea to beat West Brom. Uh-huh. Leeds to beat Sheffield United. Uh-huh. Real Madrid to beat Eibar, Eibar. I don't know how you say it. Those guys. Um, Porto to beat Santa Clara. Continental, I love it. Yeah. Napoli to beat Crotone. Uh-huh. Lazio to beat Spezia. Spezia? Whatever it is. And last one? PSG to beat Lille. Lille, yeah. It's, it's, like a, it's a title game because Lille up there, but they also have 37-year-old Jose Font at the back, so read yeah. that what you will. <laughs> and your odds for that one? They are um, 7.12 to 1. So a £10 bet will return me £81.15. £81.15. And Simon? Uh, so just the four games, uh, true to form, I've also got uh, at least one game that Dave's also picked as well. <laughs> uh, so that one is, I've also got Chelsea to beat West Brom. Man U to beat Brighton. Yep. Everton to beat Palace. Yep. And to chuck an away win in there, Norwich to win away at Preston. Seems That seems like a banker, that one. You'd assume so, wouldn't you? But uh, I'm not holding my breath on that. No Chelsea, Preston. because you both have them. Yeah, definitely, yeah. Uh, Preston have just, just sacked the manager, haven't they? Okay, so the new manager bounce is going to uh, scupper that well, one for me as well. I was reading that um, Joey Barton's the favourite for the job, but he's only just taken that Bristol Rovers job, so I don't know how true that was. But then again, it's him. So Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and what's your returns for that one, Simon? Uh, so the returns on that is £57.60. Simon's taking this serious now. His bets are getting lower and lower value. I, I just want to get something on the board <laughs> as soon as possible. Well, if, if that one wins, you don't even break even. You will still be on a minus. Just <laughs> oh god! <laughs> um, for me, I have just gone for goals again. One because I was so busy creating the next segment, um, so I went pure laziness. So I have gone for over two and a half goals again. But I have went for Leeds, Sheffield United, Leicester, Man City, PSG, Lille, Dortmund, Frankfurt, and Leipzig, Munich. So. That will give me £116.36. Well, the whole of England is with you, Ali. <laughs> what I need to find out is when Rotherham are going to be playing whoever they played that day. Where are we? Brentford. Brentford, yeah. Brentford, Rotherham. I need to is that Rotherham or is that Brentford versus Rotherham? When's that going to be? Yeah. Okay. 27th of April. At but it's 7pm. Right. Yes. So four weeks' time, and then I can be <laughs> positive, so long as I don't win every other game <laughs> by them. So, lad, that covers the, the football chatting segment. Um, and I do have a quiz. 
sort the boss let us down because he's pretending he's not well. Um, <laughs> so I took it up on myself to do a little quiz. So we have two rounds for each of you, not answering against each other. Um, I, so I have a question set A and question set B. Simon, which would you like, set A or set B? I'll go for set A. Set A, right, that's fine. So Dave, you'll get set B once the questions are done. Um, there's no no real time limit, Simon. Uh, but obviously if you're dittering, we will skip yeah. that. There is 14 points available in the 10 questions. Dave, if you don't mind keeping the score, the score... Um, actually, I'll do it as well, just so we're both on thingy, just so, just in case I miss one, though. So is every question worth one point, or is it, is it different? There, there's four questions with a bonus point, but I'll tell okay. you at the thing. Right. Right. Simon, are you ready? Yeah, come on. I've got my right. pointless trophy in front of me to uh, give me some inspiration. <laughs> is, is, that, is that on the line here? Is this like a, like a title <laughs> match? <laughs> Not a chance. <laughs> Right, anyway, serious head on now. Okay. Right, what defender has the most assists this season and a bonus point for the amount that he has? Oh, bloody hell. Um, I'll go Luke Shaw with three. Zero points. It was Aaron Cresswell with six. Yeah, quite impressive. Yeah, I was shocked at this one as well. Question number two. What player has been caught offside the most? Again, bonus point for the amount. Hmm. Pretty hell. These aren't easy, are they? Uh, I'll go... Sorry, I'll change this up, Muller. I'll go Ollie Watkins uh, with 73. (laughs) Well... I can tell you, you have zero points. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I was very surprised at it. was Jamie Vardy. I suppose well, that makes sense. <laughs> I, I don't feel he runs anymore, though. He's, <laughs> he's always on that last shoulder, isn't he? <laughs> yeah, well, it's Vardy with 25, which was surprisingly low again, I thought. I'm sure I've seen, I've seen, I've seen Shulam, he'll be offside 25 times in a match. Like. <laughs> uh, these are all coming from the official Barclays website that wise just for anybody who wants to correct me on any of these questions um, but I did research them unlike certain other quiz show guys who do quizzes or man in the post um, <laughs> anyway, question number three Simon this was maybe the most out there one four of the top five players who have had the most touches are defenders can you name the player who is not a defender in the top five Oh, um, I'll go Rodri at Man City. Boom! What an answer! Finally! Great <laughs> answer. I think the, the other four were, were Robertson, Trent, Diaz. I can't remember who the other defender was now. Um, but yeah, it was four, four out of five were defenders, which we kind of expected. Um, question number four. So Hampton lost 9-0 to Manchester United earlier on in the season, but what was the score at half-time? Ooh. Um, 3-0. 4. 4-0. Ah. Number five. 
who scored the first goal in the Premier League this season? Oh, oh I mean, I know this. Come on. Oh, God. I think it was the Arsenal Fulham, I think. So, is it, is it Lacazette? Correct. Happy with that. Number <laughs> six. How many centre-back pairings have Liverpool used this season? Is it 19? So close. 18. Ah. If only you listen to the host of this podcast who speaks about it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, number seven. Who is the oldest player to feature this season, league only? Still only talking about Premier League. Oldest player. Uh, Jack Elka. Willie Caballero is West Brom. 38 years, 11 months and 29 days. I don't know. Who's he play for? Uh, Chelsea, isn't is he? Chelsea, I don't know. can't remember. Uh, yeah, Chelsea, yeah. yeah. I didn't think he was older than Jack Elka, though. I thought Jack Elka invented football. Like. <laughs> that's what, that stat was from Transfer Market with all the, the minutes. Oh, I mean, uh, I don't doubt it. It's just... Uh, I do now. That's it. Nineteen eighty-two. He's thirty-eight. So, oh, so it must be months in it, regardless, because he's thirty-nine in o- August. Ah, yeah, no, Scabellera's thirty-nine already, according to this. Oh well. Yeah, that was a great answer, though. Right, number eight, longest-serving player at a club that has featured this season. And a bonus point for the duration. Just Let's in that case, just. Oh, God. Longest serving player. God, this is a tough one. I'm going to go. I'm going to go for Aguero. Aguero marks 10 years at the end of this season. Mark Noble has been with West Ham for Oh, fuck's sake, Mark Noble. He doesn't count. He's not a proper player. <laughs> uh, question number nine. What player has played the most minutes in the Premier League this season? Ooh. See, I'm torn with this because I know there's, there's two Villa players who've played every minute of every game, but we've played a game or two less than some teams. Right, so, that's what's throwing me. I then, yeah, because there was no Villa players near the top of the list and all the Premier League players I could find. Yeah. Oh, God. Um, and it's not a goalkeeper, because I expected a goalkeeper every single minute. Yeah, so no, that's, I'm, I'm happy for that clue, because I was just about to go for a keeper yeah. then. Bloody hell. Um, Harry Maguire? According to transfermarket.com, with the stats, it is Genie Wijnaldum. 3,000... Oh, hold on, wait a minute. We may have a wrong answer here. That can't be right. Hold on here, because this just total messes up. Because I... and I, This is terrible on me. Uh, I've marked down Wijnaldum. When I put in minutes played, and from top to bottom, Wijnaldum was top. With 3,141, and then Stuart Dallas from Leeds was second with 3,334. 
Wow, been stitched right up from this. Well, we'll go back to the previous answer, and it was Harry Maguire. Yeah. That's just for the club, so we'll give you that anyway, Simon. I will. He dies. Question number two. Which game produced the most, most goals in which both teams scored? Bonus point for the score. Oh. That's, it's got to be... No, surely not. Both, both teams scored. Yeah, both teams so, scored in the game. Uh, was it the, the, the Liverpool 7-2? Yes. <laughs> I would have been, I'd have been so disappointed if you had you got that wrong. Oh, no, yeah. So I will cooperate with Dave there. And Dave, are you the same as me? Five points? I only have four, but I wasn't entirely sure on the scoring system. So. <laughs> so I had them getting number three, right? Yeah, number and five. Number five? Yeah, and then the last, then the last two. For nine? Yeah. And two for the last one, because you got the bonus. Oh, right, yeah. Okay, well, you got four right, but two for the last one. Yeah, fine. So five out of 14 for so five points. Um, it's okay, in round two, you can make it up. <laughs> I think I might have to <laughs> make it up. I mean, if the, if the question is as hard as that. I mean, I'm have to give Ross the fucking magic spoon to get him out of bed to do the next quiz because this is uh... <laughs> <laughs> right. Simon, are you all right too? Yeah, uh, yeah. We're we're right answers. So yeah, no problem. Dave, number mm-hmm. one, who is the youngest player to feature this season? Oh God! Um, I'm very surprised if you get if you even know who this player is. There's been a few, like obviously because of uh, the, the stretch squads and stuff. Man United brought on a guy against us who was called Shola, and he was he was young. I don't know if he was the youngest, but I'm going to go with him. Shola, I don't know what his last name. Unfortunately, not correct. Uh, is a player called Antoine Hackford for United against Crystal Palace. Mm-hmm. He was six years, <laughs> nine months, and thirteen days. Well, good for him. <laughs> <laughs> Question number two: Which striker has the most assists this season, and a bonus point for the amount? Well, it's got to be Harry Kane. Uh, and it's probably actually I'm going to go with 13 because he's got 30 goal involvement I can't remember and he has should he has 17 goals so yeah let's go with 13 bang bang two points bloody hell fair play mm-hmm. thank you question number three three defenders are tied on four goals this season in the league name one for one point bonus point if you get all three Oh, God. Um, how many goals? Three. Four. Four goals. Four. Four goals. Well, Stonesy must have four goals because he's Stonesy. That's your one point. So right. can you the other two for the bonus point? Um, I want to say Kurt Zuma because he scored lots of goals at the start of the season and then got hastily dropped for no reason whatsoever. You will be correct. Uh, and the other one, well, Craig Dawson, he scored a lot recently. You are unlucky. It was Lewis Dunk. Yeah. 
Oh well. He must have been at the start of the season. Again, I can't remember him scoring this season, but um, yeah, that's what the Premier League has in their stats. Question number four. What teams have the best and worst goal difference in the league this season? You need both teams to get the point. No half point. The best and worst goal difference. So the best is going to be Man City. Um, and the worst, I mean, it's probably West Brom because they got absolutely smashed every week under Allardyce for a few weeks. Correct. Well oh, good. Is that two points, L1? Just one for that one. Sounds. Question number five. Who has committed the most fouls this season? Uh, God. Mm. I'm going to say someone like Luca Dania because he gets spooked every week, but I don't actually know who it is. It is Thomas Suchik from West Ham. Uh, he has a big lump. I'll give him that. Five fouls. How many? Fifty-five. Oh, right. Doesn't say that many. It doesn't. It's only, what, two a game, really? Well, again, I've seen Shola do that in an afternoon. Like it's <laughs> <laughs> uh, question number six. How many nil-nils have Leeds had this season? Bonus point if you can name the teams. So they had one against Chelsea. That was just a few weeks ago. Uh, I think they've had three nil-nil draws, but I can't think of any other than Chelsea. Uh, they have had two, uh, and it was Chelsea and Arsenal. Oh yeah, all right, okay. Question number seven: Who won October's Manager of the Month award? Uh, so October was. Surprise me this one. I'm trying to think. October was like the second month of the season, wasn't it? So. Yeah. Would that be Mourinho? Was that when they were doing really well? It was incorrect. It was Wolves. Uh, no, no. Miss oh. Brad, whatever his name is. What on earth for? Yeah. <laughs> um, question number eight. Who is Arsenal's top goalscorer this season? And again, a bonus point if you can name how many. Uh, is this all comps or just Premier League? Premier League. Alright. Um, Hmm. I feel like it's too obvious, so I'm just going to say like I said, because I think it's probably him if it's correct one of, of recent form, yeah. And do you want to take a guess on how many for the bonus point? Uh, not not that many. Maybe ten. Oh, so close to 11. Oh. Uh, I did like that question because I thought, as in, oh, like, Aubameyang might have been the, the obvious answer there. Well, he, just, he just didn't score for a long time, did he? Yeah. Question number nine. 
who has scored the most own goals this season? What club or player? Player, sorry. I'll give you a clue. There's two own goals. That's it. What? what this, sorry, so this player scored two own goals. Two own goals, Love yeah. And that highest own goals this season. Hmm. All right. Um... Trying to think who scored those on goals the other week. Um, Su- Suchek got one, and who was the other one goal? Oh, it was Craig Dawson. It won't be him again. Uh, I'm just going to say Suchek because I, d- I don't know. Oh, you hit the post. Craig Dawson. Oh, oh box. <laughs> <laughs> Craig Dawson with two. Um, and maybe my most obscure question of the, the quiz um, Who has been substituted off the most times this season? That is obscure, I'll give you that. Uh, I'm willing to bet it's a winger. Wingers are always the first to go. Jared Bowen, West Ham. Whoa! Bang on the money. Yes. What's an answer? <laughs> he does get so he gets subbed every single game. <laughs> I mean, there's no bonus point, but do you want to take a guess on how many? Uh, uh, how many games we played this season? Twenty-nine or thirty? I'm going to be twenty-three times. Twenty-one. So close. Ho, ho. Oh. Now, Simon, if I am correct, we, Dave got six. Out of 14 there? Yeah, that's what I've got as well. Yeah, perfect. Um, just to add to the conspiracy of question set A, um, after doing some research as we were waiting, uh, the, appear- the minutes played question was totally messed up. So I'm still going to give you the point, Simon. Um, but yeah, I was well out. I have no idea what stats were giving me there. Um, <laughs> so we'll leave it at that. We will fix, we will fix the, the blanks in the middle. And um, I will hold your hands up to one stupid, stupid question. So, as you are winning, Dave, round two is going to be Who Am I? I'm going to give you five clues. Mm. Making it easier to guess the player. Um, home, There's a home and away clues here. So the home clue is based on somebody around your club, uh, for both you guys, obviously. And then I have a set of away ones who... Up can be from any time in Premier League history. Obviously, the five points, if you get it right in the first clue, four, three, two, one, etc., etc. And if you're, if you choose to have the away clues for the away player, points are doubled. So, Dave, as you are winning, would you like mm. home away for your first tie? Uh, I'm going to go away, please. Away. Put right. puts, puts, puts I under pressure. Earlier. <laughs> <laughs> so. Clue number one for ten points. This player was born in Swindon in March 1983. You can guess each time. You don't lose any points, just so you know. You have one guess per. Right, well, I don't know anyone who was born in Swindon, so let's move on. Okay. So, 
for eight points has won England cap. Right. Uh, uh, I can't think of any one cap winners. What about Michael Ricketts? Do you only have one cap? Not the answer. Uh, has played as a striker and has 93 goals in total. What is that? At club level? At club level, yeah. Oh, okay. um, this might not necessarily just be Premier League goals as well. This is oh, just, right, just, just in general. Yeah, this just might be a general. Uh, uh, is it Dave Nugent? Is it not? Mm. Uh, clue number four. He is now a pundit on the EPL, EFL on Quest. Amongst other places. I wish I watched the AFL in Quest. God, do that, is it? So. I don't know. Um, I kind of think we've got one cap for England. With the last clue? Yeah, I may as well. Last clue for two points then. This player played for Crewe, Norwich and West Ham. Amongst, I assume, others as well. But those were the, the significant teams. Oh, it's Dean Ashton. Correct. Two points for Dave. Well, all that effort for two points. <laughs> <laughs> that she that's you, that's you moved ahead. Uh, Simon, I'll come to you for the next one. Would you like four more away? Oh, um, I'll go. I'll go for away as well. I need the points. <laughs> like, I only have four away, so you're only allowed two each. Just don't all <laughs> you know. Um, right, your clue number one for ten points. Then English player born in Bedford in 1981. Oh God. <laughs> No idea. No. Uh, eight caps for England between 2005 and 2007. Oh, bloody hell. <laughs> um, 2005, 2007. Nah, go on. <laughs> Next clue. <laughs> he was a striker. Jesus. Um, he was playing at front around then. Um, how many caps did you say you got? Eight caps between Eight caps. five and all seven. Oh, God. Nah. <laughs> no. 114 goals in 390, 390 games for his clubs. Hmm. I'm just trying to think of what strikers would have been playing around then. Um, I'll have a go. Andy Johnson? 
Oh, boom. Four and the last clue was played for Birmingham, Palace, Everton, Fulham, QPR and Palace again. Happy with that. Oh, that was a good one. Uh, right, Dave, back to you. I'll go home and save you uh, running out of questions. Okay, I've got plenty of whole, anal- whole ones as well, so we're good. Right, born 6th of January 1991. I will add the home questions. They are current players in your current squad. Right, okay. Yeah. So 6th of January 1991. Uh, so how will that make them? Three years, three years younger than me, so it makes him 30. Great. <laughs> uh, I, I don't know. Let's no. go to the next question. Yeah. For four points, made his Premier League debut in 2007. It's not Andy Carroll, is it? It is. Four points, Dave. <laughs> well done. Uh, thanks. Remaining when do you say Andy Carroll was born? When do you say it? I mean, 6th of January 1991, according to Wikipedia. He, he's, he's not that young, is he? <laughs> I wasn't sure, because obviously Liverpool signed him quite young, didn't he? So I, I wasn't sure if it was one of those. 6th Six, of January 1989. Oh, was it, oh, Wikipedia's been amended to make him... Nice. <laughs> that came off the Barclays website, actually. I'm lying. That didn't even come from there. Well, maybe he's, maybe he's got a, a, a dodgy birth certificate in. Uh, there were <laughs> well, 246 league appearances in total, then one goal this season, and then the last clue was of 54 league goals, six with his right foot, 24 with his left, and 24 with his head. It's, it's more of an even split than I thought would be. Left and head, that was it. I'm surprised there was six with his right foot. <laughs> uh, anyway, Simon, home and away. Uh, yeah, I'll go home as well. Home as well. So again, current player, okay? Born the 23rd of October, 1997. As we have found out, these might be off. So <laughs> <laughs> uh, that, well, that makes him about 24, was it? I just read the stats. I'm not here to do maths for you. Um, uh, it, was, it was straight numbers. I'll say, I'll just have a guess. Matt Target. Clue number two. <laughs> Made 51 <laughs> Premier League appearances. How many, sorry? 51 Premier League appearances. Hmm. Remember, the clues might not necessarily be about just for your club as well. Okay. What um, state is, but... Uh, say, Esri Tonza. Four points. Well done. Well done. The remaining clues were, made his debut for Charlton in 2016, made his Villa debut against Crewe and scored and yet to be capped for England. There you go. There you go. Right. 
Dave, home or away? Yeah, I'll stick with home, please. Home. It's going well. It's going well. Mm. Born the 10th of September, 1989. No, this is actually 1989. What was this? Well, well, I can only go by what's what's written down here. Um, so 1989 would make them a year younger than me. So I'll say Dwight Gale as a starter. Clue number two. Signed for Newcastle in 2018. So actually, I'm lying, I'm reading the wrong clue. In 2016. So that'll be the season we were in the championship, so I'm going to say Matthew Ritchie. Four points, Dave. Mint. <laughs> well, made his professional debut for Portsmouth in 2008. 98 league appearance for Newcastle, scoring only seven times, which shocked me. And clue number five has 16 international appearances for Scotland. Mm. Mm. Uh, home or away, Simon? Uh, I'll stick with home. Stick with home, right. So we will have. Yeah, I think we'll have this one. I like this one. Born the 15th of April, 1986. Oh, was that 1986? So that's what, that... Nine. No. Two younger than me. 32. No, 35. 35. <laughs> <laughs> um, we don't have that many old players in the squad, so I'll go Tom Heaton. Five points. Well done. Get in. <laughs> The remaining clues were 116 appearances in the Premier League. Again, this shocked me. I thought it was quite low, considering... The yeah, I thought it would be more than that. Yeah. Um, started his career at Man United, making zero appearances. Clubs he played for included Cardiff, Rochdale and Bristol City. Deliberately didn't include Burnley there. <laughs> and three England caps was the, the fifth and final clue for that one. Uh, Dave, you are now behind. Oh, yeah, I better go away then. Better go away. If, if now, if Simon doesn't take it, you can almost steal that last away one as well. Um, right. English player born March 1973. 1973? 48, he would have been. What happened? Oh, right, okay. Um, yeah, sorry. Not would have been. Not dead. It's <laughs> not dead. Well, that's good, that's good to know. <laughs> um, all right. Uh, I mean, I'm, I'm not going to know who that is, so let's move on. He was a midfielder. Was that, is that the next clue? <laughs> <laughs> I will just say the away ones were written by Chris, um, so you can tell he went a little bit more complex than, than my ones. So, so far, he's a footballer born in March, <laughs> March 1973. He's 48 year old. <laughs> Christ, not alive, man. Uh, tell you what, I was watching Sunday Brunch yesterday. Whenever I watch Sunday Brunch, I always think of Tim Lovejoy when he says it's only Ray Parler. So I'm going to say Ray Parler. <laughs> Dave, I'm not joking. Eight points. It's not, oh, it's my not, God. It's not Ray Parler. <laughs> that is absolutely absurd. 
Clue number three for that one was 10 England caps between 99 and 2000. Would that have helped any? I mean, probably not, to be honest. I mean, um, question, uh, clue number four, which may be the worst clue of all the clues that Chris written down on these ones, had a messy divorce. <laughs> and, then, <Right. laughs> and then clue number five, he played for Arsenal, Middlesbrough and Hull between 1992 and 2007. Well, I probably would have got off that. Well, that one. Eight points, though. What a banger. Simon, home or away? Are you sure ah. one or are you going to gamble on the away? I'm going to have to take the away after that from Dave. Oh. <laughs> just just <laughs> guess Rear Parlour. You've got every chance it's Rear Parlour again. <laughs> so, clue number one. Born in July 1976. Yeah, go on, move on. <laughs> <laughs> Again, not making it better. Played as a midfielder. Oh, God. Um, I didn't know this player was a midfielder. You didn't know he was a midfielder? No, I would, if somebody told me where to play this man, I would have played him in defence. Oh, bloody hell. Well, that doesn't make it any easier. We're a midfielder. I probably just made that harder than it should have been now that I've said that, but ignore what I said, Simon. Uh, um, nah, no idea. Tell us about his divorce. <laughs> <laughs> well, just wait. Clue number three. 11 Republic of Ireland caps between 98 and 2004 and has an uncle called Paddy. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, how many caps was that, sorry? Uh, 11 caps. 11. 1998 to 2004. Jesus. No, absolutely no idea. No. Clue number four won the Marco Pierre White Stoke Kitchen Contest. <laughs> Oh God! Um, I've got nothing. I know who it is. <laughs> I'm, not sh- I'm not sure what's more concerning that you thought it's so easy, Dave, or, or the clues. Um, do you want to hazard a guess, or would you want the last clue? I, I wouldn't even know where to begin hazarding the guess. So I might as well have the last clue. Okay. Played for Carlisle, Derby, Southampton, Sunderland, Stoke, Barnsley and Button. And a free clue has a special attribute which I dedicated my football career again. Ah, uh, is it Rory Delap? Yeah. <laughs> oh, God. I didn't know he was a midfielder. Genuinely thought he was a defender. <laughs> I, d- I just thought he'd have had more caps, funnily enough, actually, didn't that? Right, I mean, I get the impression that Mick McCarthy knew he could throw the ball that far. He would have been the first name on the team sheet every week. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I, literally, the only reason I got a game of football for years was because I could throw the ball the length of one half of the pitch. <laughs> right, so you both have one home left each. What, what's the scores? The scores currently are Dave has 10, 18, and 6 is 24. And Simon has 7, 11, 15, 20. So, Dave, you can literally get go down to the second last question, second last clue, and you're guaranteed victory because Simon needn't get it 
on clue number one. <laughs> well, is that if I go home or away? I'll go home. I'll just play it safe. Yeah. So, born the 20th of December, 1991. Uh, so 91 would make him 30 this year, is that right? Yes. No, well, I, I'm going to say Paul Dummett, because he's about that sort of age, I think. Clue number two. Mm-hmm. Signed for Newcastle in 2018. So that'll be... Is it Fabian Cher? Oh, what a clue! See, you give us signing clues, and we only sign like a handful of players at a time. (laughs) Oh, God. Um, Clue three was played 62 league games for Newcastle. Clue number four, his club list includes Deportivo La Carina, Hoffenheim and FC Ball. And clue number five, 58 caps for Switzerland. So, Dave is the winner, Simon. Wow, well done, Dave. Thanks, man. I think Ray Parler was the winner, really. Like. Oh, that was ridiculous. That was incredible. Um, right, your last clue, Dave. Yay, Simon, even. Born on the 26th of November, 1996. 96, that makes him 25. Uh, I'll go... Uh, Burton Traore. Clue number two. 21 Premier League appearances for Villa. Mm. 21. Uh, Matt Cash. Clue number three. Started his career at Itabuna. At where? Itabuna. <laughs> make places up. A- B U N A. I thought Nick- that would have given it away, to be honest. Nakamba? Signed by Aston Villa for £22 million. Um, Who the hell we signed for £22 million? Oh, God. Uh, nah, no idea. <laughs> and lastly, has one cap for Brazil. Ah, is it Wesley? Yay! God, 22 God. million. <laughs> forgot, forgot Wesley was still there. Oh, no. <laughs> so, final scores. Dave, the winner, on 28 points. And Simon with 21 Beaten by the better man. Well, as I say, it's all down to Ray Parler, pretty much. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and his messy divorce. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, well, chaps, I hope you enjoyed that. Something different. Yeah, that was different. good, yeah. <laughs> it was a good, a good test of our math skills, if nothing else. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I was limited to what clues I could bother writing for you, and I was like, yeah, let's just keep them listening. Keep it fair. Data bar. Um, and then Chris went a bit, when I asked him for a bit of help on the the debt, uh, he went a bit far with divorces. And <laughs> but, I, yeah, I, like, I think we'll all agree that Ray Pablo is the real winner tonight. 
Uh, well, hopefully he didn't get uh, messed about too much in his divorce. Uh, I anybody else curious to see how messy the divorce actually was? I, I, I vaguely remember hearing bits and pieces, but because I think he went to Middlesbrough, I think from Arsenal for a lot of money purely because he was having to pay quite a bit out on the divorce. Well, I just I just googled rear parlour divorce, and the first answer is um, soccer wife in landmark divorce to save two hundred ninety four thousand pounds a year. That's about Karen Parler, the former wife of uh, of Rear Parler. God. Honestly, the more you read, the less you, you less the less you know. What a lot. He was ordered. He was ordered to pay four hundred thousand pounds a year to ex-wife Karen. Four hundred thousand a year back then as well. I mean, how much? Seriously, how much does Rear Parler earn in a week? to be able to to pay out 400 grand a year especially <laughs> back then like we're not talking messy wages you know no I mean we're talking Ray Parler wages like this is Ray Parler who was part of the, the Tuesday club at Arsenal so whatever he was earning he was probably drinking <laughs> um, yeah let's not drink any more of these divorce off on the, on the show um but yeah. On the plus, on the plus side, you can probably get him as a reasonably priced guest if I'm ever not available. Could be rushing to this if we could tag Ray Parler when this goes to play. <laughs> Please don't. Seems <laughs> <laughs> more to come on than this stuff. Yeah, well, chaps, that's the the end of the week. We'll, we'll be back next week with some some proper football again. Um, maybe to to Dave's dismay. Well, Ray Parler can be here, so I, I don't think I've anything to worry about. <laughs> Um, Simon, do you want to let anybody know where they can find you? And I don't know if you've got anything out at the moment with the international break. Uh, yes, it's on Twitter at Sire Regan. And yeah, with the international break, we've uh, not been doing anything on the Villa podcast, so nothing to report there. And Dave, for yourself? Uh, yeah, I'm on uh, Twitter at CM9798, uh, and the websites are cm9798.co.uk and jumpmanfans.co.uk. Echo everything the boys said. Um, you can find us at Man in the Post on all your social media platforms. Uh, Chris and the gang were out last week with uh, around the Premier League, um, talking about each club uh, for three minutes. Um, we have eleven pieces of me, which is worth Rob, I think, that's out at the moment. With a new one coming out this week. Um, again, if you'd like to be a guest on any of the pieces of me, just give me a shout. It's time to start recording them again. I think the ones in the banker are weaning down a bit, so it's time to get them back on the go. Um, and as you're listening to this, we will be back next week to talk about some serious football. Um, no more hilarity and divorces. <laughs> um, we will try and make it a bit more a bit more serious next week. Um, I can't promise that at all. Um, but, gentlemen, it's been a pleasure as always, so thank you very much for joining me. Yeah, thank well, you. Thanks, Enjoyed that. And thank you guys at home for listening. And always remember, keep your man in the post. Thank you.